0: this is the all pro wrestling 100 podcast for december 11th 2020 this podcast is all pro wrestling and only pro wrestling i'm your host jb this is our wwe smackdown review show wwe smackdown moving to the tropicana field so i'm sure that means something probably means we're going to have a crowd full of people pretty soon you know amidst a pandemic running rampant through the state of florida that's great that's great Starting off here with Sasha Banks and Carmella Kardashian doing their contract signing. Uh, Sasha's in shorts and a skirt that covered, well, basically nothing. So that was fine with me. Carmella sends her wine guy with the contract and Sasha beats him up. Now, she hits this backstabber that in these shorts, it's borderline portographic. But listen, it's Friday night. I was ready for this. It's fine with me. Actually, you know, it's Saturday morning for me. But if Sasha wants to show all of that in my living room, she can do that anytime. As a matter of fact, Sasha is so petite that I'm considering getting a larger television for these intimate moments we've been having lately. Her skirt short can't get any shorter, lest it not be shorts anymore. Moments like this is when I want to say, I hear you, Sammy Guevara. I hear you. And I know that's not a popular thing to say. Oh, here come the boos. It's never popular to support those comments by Sammy Guevara, so... Uh, Moving on, Dolph Ziggler and his manservant Bob Roode taking on Montez Ford. Now listen, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking it's time for Dolph to lose again. Of course it is. Because you've had children since Dolph won his last match. But listen, Dolph wins this match on Montez Ford. For those of you keeping track, it's a seven-minute win. And it is Dolph's first victory on television since 1996 versus Sabio Vega. We've got Big E and Sami Zayn. They're doing a promo. They're having a match. They're setting it up so that Big E can be the next Intercontinental Champion. You heard it here first. You heard it here last week. You hear it again here today. Big E showing his new merch. Sammy pointing out that he has no new merch. Now, Big E draws a stick figure on a plain t shirt and says, I Put it on. Put it on your body. Now, I'm convinced that Big E has been stealing my material for when I go to Target and I harass the sales girls. But anyway, that's another story. Uh, Big E tells Sammy, you won't show me a thing. I will show you the thing. And again, I'm like, yeah, this is what I do at Target. Girl walks up, can I help you find something? I say, you won't show me a thing. I will show you the thing. And then I grab some lingerie and I say, put it on. Put it on your body. But I think it gets over better when you're here on the WWE in a produced environment. It seems when you use this material in an unproduced, unscripted environment, people react the wrong way. So they have a meaningless non-title match, Big E and Sami Zayn. And I hate the non-title matches. We go over that on every WWE program, because they do it on every WWE program. Sammy wins this meaningless match by countout, because he ran away. So they're going to have a match. Big E's going to win the Intercontinental title. This time, it'll be a reign people remember, unlike his last Intercontinental title reign that no one remembers. Promo time Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns promoting the TLC pay-per-view match. Kevin Owens wants you to remember there's a family theme here, so on the theme of family, cousin Jey Uso runs out and beats up Kevin Owens, but Kevin gets the upper hand before the tribal chief Roman Reigns can get out. He proceeds to beat Jey Uso up with this chair. Roman decides when they fight, though, and it was not this time. Jay got beat up with the chair in the center of the ring in front of all the LCD screens, and the time that Roman decided they fight, Is literally two minutes later because they go to the backstage area and he gets KO gets jumped by Roman Reigns with a chair and Roman cuts a promo for Kevin Owens family telling him if they love Kevin Owens they should stop him from pursuing this crazy feud because Roman also puts food on their table listen the big dog distributes his food evenly this is a very socialist economy that the big dog has created of food and the big dog feeds all the table even though the food enters the big dog's table first. Listen, if you listen to Roman Reigns' talk, he's feeding everybody. He's feeding the people. We got the Riot Squad versus Billy Kay and Natalia. Poor Billy Kay, getting saddled with old man Natty, right in the middle of her big push. Oh, I can't believe she continues to get matches on main programs. Isn't there, like, a D program on Sunday mornings in, like, three markets that Michael Cole hosts or Son of Michael Cole hosts? I don't know. Billy Kay versus Peyton Royce, or who we call Grimace on this show because of her new purple hair. Billy's taller. Billy's got a better body. Billy's funnier. She has more personality, and she's better at selling. Listen, Billy Kay can make anybody look good because she's great at taking bumps and she's great at selling. So Billy Kay, hands down, the favorite over Peyton Royce. The only thing Peyton Royce has going for is that Vince McMahon has a crush on her. So that means she has everything going for her. This match ends with either terrible writing or great acting by Billy Kay. Billy Kay makes incidental contact with her tag team partner Natalia, turns around, clearly on camera, tags Natalia. Natalya refuses to enter the ring. Billy Kay gets pinned, gets a finisher hit on her, and she gets pinned. The referee pins her. She's clearly not legal. She says afterwards, hey, You were supposed to get in the ring, and they're arguing, and they quickly pull the camera off because Vince would love to just bury Billy Kay. Billy's too good of an actress for that. I think that maybe she keeps this up. She's going to stick around despite Vince McMahon's opinions. Otis and Chad Gable team up against two of the best wrestlers in the world, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Otis and Chad Gable are a total waste of television time. Neither of these two is ever going to win the WWE world title. I know you might think, well, that's not a good gauge of who to put on TV. Uh, Really? I think it is, because Nakamura and Cesaro could both be world champions if we lived in a world where Vince McMahon would retire. I'm saying they could both be champions, though, if somebody else was holding the pencil. Otis and Chad Gable, even with money in the bank, these guys can't win the world title. Nakamura and Cesaro get the victory. Baron Corbin, backstage in a promo, he also noticed that last week Dominant Mysterio looked a little ridiculous. So in a promo, Baron Corbin makes sure to point out how ridiculous Rey Mysterio's son looked. Last week, he's wearing this bright purple shirt and dress slacks, and I couldn't tell if he was trying to be the secretary for some homosexual French fashion designer, or if he was a pro wrestler. I had no idea what was going on. All I could tell was he was trying to steal focus from his little sister. His hot, hot little sister. Anyway, Baron Corbin promos on Murphy and the Mysterio family. Main event time, we've got Carmella Kardashian versus Sasha Bluebanks. This is happening 10 days early, and it's for the SmackDown Women's title. Carmella, it's first match she's having in months. She's got a new entrance, and I gotta admit, it's hot as fk. I enjoy seeing Carmella behind that screen and all those curves taken from strange angles that makes her look inhuman somehow. Yet sexy. Sexy, yet not human. I don't know, that's where we're getting now. It's 2020, and things are getting crazy, but. The truth is, no matter how hot this entrance is, it's absolutely stolen from Scarlett Bordeaux's entrance out on the indie circuit. And I don't know what Scarlett Bordeaux and her boyfriend, Killer Cross are doing down in NXT, because I don't watch the D-League. But they have totally stolen her smoke show gimmick, her entrance, the lingerie she'd wear to the ring, and they've given it to Carmella. Which seems to be what happens a lot. Anybody notice that Ruby Riot, Ruby implying red... Ruby Riot, who had the crimson red hair, now has green hair and rips off that Shotzi Blackheart down there, who did Halloween Havoc. Shotzi Blackheart been languishing in NXT for a while, being the green-haired girl. But now there's a girl who does undercard matches on Raw once in a while. So she gets to pirate the gimmick. She gets to vulture somebody else's gimmick who's on the lesser show. That's why I'm telling you I don't watch NXT. We had a whole episode about what we do and don't cover here. And I talked about how I won't watch NXT because if Vince and Hunter don't respect it enough, I can't either. Hunter's doing his best, but if these people were really main eventers, if they really belonged anywhere on the main cards on SmackDown or on Raw, we wouldn't vulture their gimmicks to give them to undercarders on those programs. Can't have it both ways, guys. You're a traitor to pro wrestling if you're not watching AEW because you're giving your ratings points to NXT. That's just the way it is. So these two have a match. It's very sexy. I I was enjoying it. Sexy, sexy, Sasha. This match is All Pro Wrestling 100 certified Better Than Women's Tennis. And although we don't have the Women's Tennis drop yet, you better believe that the next time we have one of these Better Than Women's Tennis drops, my producer Chuck's going to be dropping it all over you. Next time we have one of these matches, we're going to have a sound effect just for it, because uh, this match is everything you're hoping to see on WWE, but don't ever get to see enough of. This was a physical match, and basically a lingerie match, but had real pro wrestling. Sasha gets DQ'd for repeatedly uh, stomping on Carmella in the corner, and then post-match, Carmella breaks a sugar glass champagne bottle into Sasha's ribs, which was a very awkward-looking bottle break. I've seen some bad bottle breaks. This one's not a good one. Very implausible. Kids, don't try this at home, or you will break the ribs of your little sister. Yeah, poor fragile Sasha rolled around in sugar glass and Carmella proceeded to drink half a bottle of champagne because they finished the spot too early and there was still TV time left. So SmackDown ends on a sexy note for a change. Pretty good episode. I was enjoying it. WWE, coming in third most of the time in my opinions for what I'm looking for in pro wrestling programs. And now that the NWA is back, they may fall even further. But if they keep having matches like this, they'll show why they're the highest revenue-making pro wrestling company in the industry right now. Thank you for tuning in. We've got a lot of episodes coming up, and I don't have the time in this song drop that I've programmed here to go through everything we've got coming, but two episodes of NWA Shockwave to review because that's back. We got a lot of impact. We got some AEW, so just stay tuned over the next few days. We're going to have more than one episode drop every 24 hours. Subscribe where you listen. Check us out on our Instagram at all pro wrestling 100 podcast